The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. And I remember one summer, about maybe 40 years ago, approximately, um, I had a Shiloh, a professional Shiloh, when I came to Israel, and I decided to, to go to some gedolim to ask him the Shiloh. Now, the Shiloh was both a general Shiloh as well as a particular Shiloh. I was about to begin uh, serving as a professor in graduate school, and I was teaching a course in which I knew this issue would come up, and it also came up in my clinical practice, so it really was very nogea to me at that time. The shaila is, we have a mitzvah in the Torah, Parshish Kedoshim, hocheach tochiach es amisecha, that you have to rebuke any member of Kalei Yisrael, and the Ramban says that it really has to do with, with keeping Torah mitzvahs. You see another Yid who's violating any mitzvah of the din of Arvis, we have, to, we have an achrayas to go over and, and rebuke him and try to get him on the right path. Now that poses a particular dilemma for a therapist because a therapist might be working with a Yid who's violating a mitzvah and it becomes known to the therapist now, does a therapist have the same chiv to give musr, so to speak, to this person, even though that's not why he's coming, and that may turn him off, and he may decide he's not coming back for any more therapy sessions if you're going to be telling him off. On the other hand, it's a mitzvah diraiso, chiyach So does it apply to a therapist? Does it not? Are there any gedorim? How does that work? And at the time I was seeing a fellow who had... Uh, had attended a, a day school, but he came from a non-from family. And at the time I saw him as completely not from, and he was engaged in certain activities that were certainly, uh, we'll say, antithetical to halacha. And at one point, he was engaged in ac- activities that were certainly anti-halacha, but for him, it represented a higher level of functioning It was healthier than what he had been doing before. And now I had an added dilemma. Do I encourage this activity, which is not halachic? On the other hand, it's healthy compared to what he was doing before, which also wasn't halachic, but at least this is healthier activity. So, uh, I happened to be in in B'nai Brak, and a cousin of mine said, why don't you go into the stipler? Asking the shayla, I said, oh, that's a good idea. I'll go to the stipler. He said, now, you should know, he, he doesn't hear very well, and you have to write down whatever you want to ask him. Okay. So I took out a paper, and I wrote down this whole shayla, um, maybe a little bit more detailed than I just did tonight, introducing myself first and what the shayla is, why I was asking, Nogea to a case I was working with, as well as course that I was going to be teaching in graduate school where I knew this question was going to come up and I wanted to know how to deal with it. And I went into the stipler and knocked on the door. There was no guards there. There were no gatekeepers. And uh, he was sitting there learning. No waiting room. No one ahead of me. Great. Came over to the stipler and he said, what can he, what did I come for? I'm prepared. I had my letter. I handed it to him. He took one look at the letter and he started getting very upset with me. 
And I didn't realize it explained to me later that uh, he didn't have time or patience to read through a whole letter. You give him a name with a bakasha for a bracha or something. Uh, keep it very short, very brief. I, a whole long letter. He was very upset with me. And he got so agitated, I started getting worried. He was not a young man at the time. I thought, Chas HaShalom, he could... Uh, can have some kind of uh, 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 medical uh, crisis uh, you get so upset and to make matters worse his daughter who was taking care of him came out and said what's the commotion all about and I was very embarrassed to hear I had, I had upset the Gadol Hador and uh, un, unwillingly and, and, and uh, uh, accidentally and I explained to her that I just had a Shaila and Someone told me to write it out. I wrote it out and uh, I handed it to him and he was very upset with me. She said, look, he, he doesn't have the patience to read through a whole letter like that. Anyway, she said, if you really want to discuss it, why don't you go to my brother, Rub Chaim? He'll give you the time to sit with you and discuss the Shaila. I said, well, I don't know. I just happened to be here. But I, no, she's not far. He lives right down the street. She gave me the address and she encouraged me to go to her brother. He's also a big Tamachacham, she said, and he'll also be able to answer. So I said, okay, why not? So I went down the block and I went to Reb Chaim. Now, Reb Chaim at that time wasn't the Gadol Hador, and he didn't have people guarding his door, and he answered the door himself, and he also was sitting and learning, greeted me very warmly, asked me what I could do for him. I told him what had happened. He apologized for the misunderstanding. He said, what's your question? I told him my question, discussed it at length. And the bottom line, which I can, I'm not going to share with you the details of the case, but the general answer that he gave me, when I explained to him I needed to be able to, to share it uh, with my class when I'm teaching graduate school, so it was obviously I have permission to publicize it. So he said to me, listen, your job as a therapist is to heal the person. Your job is not to be his mashkiach, and to give him Musr, your job is just to heal him. That's your job. And you don't have to feel an obligation to, to tell him he's doing something wrong when that's not why he's coming to see you. He's coming to see you for his emotional, psychological problems. You're there to, to help him with that. That's your job. That's all you have to focus on. Oh, very nice. Then I felt I had the answer but I wanted to hear what other Gedolim have to say about it. So I went next to, to the Yeshiva Netzach Israel, and I went into Rebbe Israel and Gusman Zetzal. And uh, I had to wait a little bit to see him, but uh, they finally told me I could see him, and they brought me into his room, and he asked me a lot of questions about who I was and and where I was coming from, and I was surprised that he spoke English. I, I thought I'm going to have to speak to him in Russian uh, Kodesh, Ivrit, Yiddish, something, but no, he spoke English. And he asked me to Shaila. I told him to Shaila. And then he told me the exact same thing that Rav Chaim Kanievsky told me, that my job is to cure him, to help him, to treat him, but not, I don't have to be concerned about what he's doing that may not be halakhically proper. I'm not, uh, that's not my job, that's not my role. Okay? 
I thought it was very interesting that I'm getting the same psaq from Tzugadolam on the Shaila that was not published anywhere and it's not written anywhere, this Shaila and they both give me the same psaq as I'm leaving Rabbi Gusman calls me back Yungaman, Yungaman come back a minute okay, he came back, what is it? I wanted to add a certain point what's that? he said, you're not supposed to give him Musr you're the therapist you're supposed to try to help him overcome whatever psychological, emotional problems he has but when you're finished working with him then if you have an opportunity to makar of him and bring him closer to Yiddishkeit then you should certainly take advantage of that but after you've finished the work that you do with him okay I'll keep it in mind thinking that this young man was so off the derech that I couldn't see him ever coming back he was never really on the derech to begin with he didn't come from a from home but I stored it away and then I said, you know, I'm still here in Eretz Israel. let me I thought I had gotten an answer from two gedolim I felt very buoyed up by the successes of being able to meet with two gedolim let me try for a third and I went to Reb Chaim Pintzler Scheinberg Rosh Hashiv and Torah Or and he also was easy to get into didn't have to wait very long to see him presented my Shaila to him I remember uh, at the time he was in the yeshiva having lunch and it was I remember it was an odd sight for me something I'd never seen before it's not something you see very much today someone eating while they're wearing tefillin most people just wear tefillin for chakras and take it off and even if there's a kiddush they take it off before they, they eat but uh, since Scheinberg wore tefillin all day long so he obviously had to eat while he was wearing tefillin and he was having his lunch with tefillin on and uh, he stopped what was the shayla? I told him the shayla and again he gave me the same answer that I got from the other two gedolim that my job is, as a therapist is to work and try to help the person okay I thanked him I got up to leave and I'm just about at the stairway and he said, wait w- w- just a minute called me back he says, uh, come back a minute I came back he wanted to add a point okay, what's the point he wants to add? the same point that Rav Gusman said to me he says, you know, when you're finished working with him then if you have an opportunity you can try to be a makar of him but only when you finish the work I was blown away not only by getting the same sock from all three gedolim on a tshuva that obviously on a shaila that wasn't printed anywhere there was no printed tshuvas on this shaila and then adding the same horror twice was very uh, moving for me now I'm mentioning this not just because I spoke about Ramosha and the tshuva that he wrote but I'm mentioning this because the young man that I worked with about maybe 35 years ago uh, contacted me again recently not about the issues I was working with him then on but he had some parenting questions he wanted to consult with me on and he happens to be not just from but I'd say rather yeshivish and his kids are going to very very top yeshivas 
very top yeshivas. And uh, I had crossed paths with this fellow over the years, so I knew he was from. I didn't know how from, but I knew he was from. And uh, he had gone to Eretz Israel, and he'd gone to, to a Balchivi yeshiva there, and that had a big influence on him. I don't know how much the work that I did had an influence on him, although it could be. Uh, having a, a from therapist could have had some impact on him. I don't know. But um, I was thinking about this case in the Shilas recently. That's why I'm mentioning it now. And um, I was also impressed that uh, it was somewhat like a kiyam, almost of a prophetic or bracha that the Gedolim gave me, that this man who was completely off the derech when I was working with him 35 years ago, could someday somehow come back to Yiddishkeit, and they were encouraging me to try to be a makar of him. I don't know if I had a direct hand in being a makar of him, or an indirect hand in being a makar of him, but it was like seeing the kiyom of a bracha, or, or, a, or machshava tova, on the part of these gedolim, that actually came to fruition now, and I see what a fine ventura he became, and his children are learning in very, very top, very well-known, very prominent yeshivas today. And uh, it was a big chizik for me, and I wanted to share that with you. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.